Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, guys? I hope you're doing well. I'm in a great mood. I found out recently from Spotify that my show is in the top 1% of all podcasts as far as shares go. Um, not the highest in, in viewership um, yet, but I think that so many people actively sharing what I put out there, one, is a really good start. Two, that actually means more to me than um, views in general, because I think that that's a higher quality of impact that I'm having on people. That's incredible that you guys want to share this with other people, that you guys take the time to send it to people that you think could benefit from it. Um, I think that you should be you should feel good about yourselves for just being the kind of person that is looking out for those that you care about. Because honestly, that doesn't happen a lot. We like to think that it does, but it's it's hard to find friends and you know good family members that act- actively try to support one another uh, with stuff like this. And like if you hear something that you think can benefit you, and your your first thought is to share it with somebody else, that's awesome. I really love the fact that so many of the the people that listen to me are those types of people that actually is exactly the kind of community that I'm trying to build. And it was, it was really cool to get the the stats in from Spotify and see that it's a real thing. Top 1% for shares in the whole world. That's crazy. That's really awesome. I, I <laughs> it's been two years that I've been doing this and I've got up to that point. That's really cool. That, that's just crazy to me. And the, th- the thing is that if I could see myself two years ago when I started this and realize that I would have like that, that would have been insane to me. And now it's like, it is insane still, but it's also like, how much has really changed? You know, like I'm still me, I'm still the same person. Um, and you know, I'm still, I'm still feel like I'm struggling to figure things out. So what, what that had me start thinking about is if you are like me, which I'm going to assume that some of you at least are partially like me, you probably have an idea that you want more. Maybe you even have a goal. You have a specific idea of what exactly you want your life to be like. Um, but the the path to get there, the gap between where you are now and that point, that is ambiguous. It's uncertain. You don't know exactly how to go about it. And you may even feel like every time you try to do something, nothing really changes. Like you put in the effort for a while, you're consistent. And you see some improvement, but then it's like you're still kind of in the same ballpark, right? So a couple things with that. And that's kind of what I want to talk about. I mean, partially, you need to learn that it is okay to not have everything figured out. It's, it's perfectly fine to not know what the hell you're doing. It's fine to not know where you're going, to not have all the answers. It's okay. What's important, though, is that you focus on what you can do, what is in your control at any given time. So if you want to be a professional bodybuilder, for example, you know, you want to start a TikTok page, you want to start an Instagram page, you want to start getting sponsored, you know, people, you know, asking you for advice about fitness, you know, people sponsoring you to, you know, show off their products, whatever it is. Like, let's say that that's something you want to do. And you're, you don't look like that yet, right? And you understand that at the end of the day, it's, just, it's a lot of hard work and there's some technique and some strategy to it. 
and you go to the gym for six months, a year, you're eating as well as you can, and you're realizing that like you do look better, but it's like, geez, like the gap between you and the professionals is huge. So what's it's it's super important. Listen, just keep keep your head down. Like if you know what it is that you want to do, just keep your nose to the grindstone and keep pushing. When you focus on those little things, what will happen is you'll get really caught up in it. You'll start to really just get really deep into the process. You'll start to enjoy it a lot more. And you start focusing on all those little details because that's at, at the end of the day, that's what it is. It's not any one thing that throws you off of your goals. Usually it's, it's a combination of a lot of different things. It's, a, it's, it's the, the combined total of everything that is holding you back. And so when you take your focus off of the future and you stop worrying about like, well, I'm not a millionaire yet. Well, I'm not sponsored yet. Well, I don't have the body that I want yet. I don't have the relationship I want yet. When you take your focus off of that and you shift it into how can I be as good as I possibly can right now, what happens is you, you free up a lot of mental resources. You, feel, you free up a lot of energy and attention that was going towards something that isn't real. Right? Like if you're just sitting there fantasizing about this is what I want someday, this is what I'm working towards. Like, yes, you should absolutely have that in mind. You need to have those goals. You need to have a plan on how to get there as well. If you don't have those things, you're, you're fighting an uphill battle and you don't even know if you're on the right hill. When you shift your focus though, and you give the, the overwhelming vast majority of your attention and energy to things that are present, things that are right here, right now, and it, it becomes instead of like, oh, I have to figure out how to, how to have a perfect physique. Now it becomes, should I eat this or should I not eat this? And that's a pretty simple answer, right? Like you kind of know, you, you kinda, it's not complicated. And at the end of the day, success in general is not complicated. Look at all of the stupid people that have money, that have great bodies, that have great relationships. Like I'm sure that any area of life that you want to get better at, you can find somebody who's already doing it, who already is living that, that reality that you're trying to create. And you just look at them like, how? Who are you? Why do you have this? You're, you're an idiot. You shouldn't have this. I should have this. I'm much smarter than you. I'm much better looking than you. I work much harder than you, whatever. Like, you don't have to necessarily have everything figured out. You have to make the right decision enough times to get there though. And that sounds kind of like overly simple, but it, it's just the reality. People like to overcomplicate things. People like to sit down and say, well, I need to have this plan meticulously worked out. I need to have all the details together. You really don't. You need to have a clear idea of what you're working towards and then just let that dictate your, your individual decisions um, just on a, on a day-to-day -day basis. That's going to produce really good results for you. It's also going to, like I said, free up a lot of energy. If you're spending most of your time thinking about where you want to be one day, you're missing out on life. You, you, what happens is you shift out of this mindset of enjoying the process, of living your life, of having a fulfilling existence on a day-to-day -day basis, and you're putting all of your, like, you're... You're getting all of your um, your feel-good chemicals, your endorphins, and your your dopamine from this from your imagination because you're fantasizing about something that is not real, not yet. But here's the thing too: is that like whatever plan you decide on, let's say again, let's just to stick with that one example, you're trying to get you know your Instagram built up so that you can get sponsored and you can make money as like a fitness model or something. I don't know <clears throat> if if that's your whole goal and you have this plan laid out in excruciating detail and every single detail of what that will feel like, um, like all of that's worked out, you know exactly what you want it to look like. Well, the reality is that life is unpredictable. So you may get to that same point 
but that there's no guarantee. Well, there's no guarantee that you're going to get there at all, but there's no guarantee that it's going to look exactly like what you wanted. But that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. That, that's not bad. It could be much better, right? You may decide, hey, I want to be a millionaire. I don't care how I get there. And then you start on something to think, this is probably the best route for me to get there. But then you start in that job, you start in that, that process or whatever, and you, you meet certain people, you learn certain things about the industry, you learn certain things about yourself, about your skills, your aptitudes, about your interests, your desires, and you realize working through that, that actually that goal isn't what I really want, or maybe that plan isn't what I really want, okay? And like you have to be willing to adapt and adjust. You don't need to have everything figured out. You actually need to understand that I want to know where I'm heading and I want to have a plan to how to get there and have the intention of completely abandoning it if necessary. Because if there's something better out there, I need to be able to shift course. And it's not about like the shiny object syndrome where you just you chase after whatever seems big and, and interesting and, and you know the most fascinating at the moment. However, you may start on something and realize this is actually not what I thought it was, okay? You may start like, I want to be rich, so I'm going to go sell cars. And you realize, well, actually, you can make money selling cars. But at the same time, if you don't really enjoy the process of selling cars and you're a smart person, you're going to realize that there's a lot of things in the, the auto industry that keep you from being super wealthy. Like, it's, it's not designed to make salesmen rich. It's designed to make the owner rich. It's, you know, and it's like, that's a good starting point, And you can absolutely live a good life selling cars. If you enjoy doing it, by all means, stay in that. If that's fulfilling to you, if that's what you want to do, if that's what makes sense for you, stick with it. But if your goal is to elevate yourself beyond that, you may quickly realize that like once you have learned the skills, that it doesn't make sense for you to stay there anymore because you can go somewhere else and take those skills and apply them in a different environment. You can sell something else. Maybe you don't want to stay in sales, but maybe you have that experience now. And now you're set up for the next thing that you pick because you decided, hey, I, I know what my best plan is right now, I'm going to go act on that. Okay, this is the best option of as of right now. But as you go, you learn and you learn that there's more ways to get to where you want. You learn more about money, you learn more about providing value for people, you learn more about communication, and you learn a lot of stuff about yourself as well. So you pick up these tangible skills that you can actually use and apply. And you also just learn like who you are as a person. And it's not about necessarily learning who you are as a person. To some extent it is, but it's also about creating who you want to be as a person. And that's a process that you can only do if you actually put in the work, if you actually show up and you actually go out there and you actually apply yourself. Because you can sit there all day and think, this is who I want to become. If you don't put yourself in situations that actually force you to be that person, it's not gonna happen, right? And you still have to make the decision, right? Because you can say, I'm a good person and I, I do all these things. Um, you know, I, I work really hard, I work harder than other people, and I'm, I'm, I make sure that I keep a positive attitude as I work. But then if you actually get put into a situation that's extremely difficult, you're gonna have a choice. You're gonna have a choice to make. Am I gonna do those things that I said I was gonna do or not? And you have to do that. You, you have to be in that position. It's the only way that you learn who you really are. It's the only way that you develop your character. The only way that you develop who you are as a person in general. And it's the only way that you become more valuable to other people. You can have all the ambition in the world if you don't have any work ethic if you if you're not willing to show up and do things that you don't really want to do you're not going to get there and people hear that and they say okay yeah yeah, i'm going to go i'm going to go do something that i that that, that that makes sense for me and then they realize when they get there that there's a lot of other stuff that's not glamorous that's very tedious it's repetitive it's boring it's uncomfortable it's irritating 
And like, screw this, this isn't what I want to do. I was like, well, no, 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 that, that's part of the process to get there. You didn't know that that was part of the process to get there. And sometimes those things, those barriers are worth avoiding, right? Sometimes it's not worth doing it. Sometimes that is the case. But usually that's just what you have to do to, to make it to the point that you want to get to. It's stuff that you don't expect to be uncomfortable. You don't expect it to be miserable. You don't expect it to be difficult. And you're presented with it. You're challenged with it. And all of a sudden, you have to realize, oh, this is why people don't make it. Because it's the unexpected things. Okay? So you have to go into everything with the understanding that I'm going to be surprised. Things are going to change. Right? Um, I've been working very hard for a long time. Five years ago, I had no idea that I would be starting a podcast. I had no idea I would be you know, like have a career in in sales or anything like that. I had no idea that I'd be where I'm I'm at in terms of like, you know, working out my social life, everything. Like I did, I I knew that I wanted more than where I was at. But as I develop myself as a person, as I go throughout my path, it's not predictable. And that's a good thing, because life would be very boring if you had it all figured out. If you could just say, okay, I want to be in X position, whatever, whatever position, um, and I'm going to work at it. And then like, I, I have everything worked out as a 19 year old. I have the whole life course plotted. I know exactly what to do. And then I start out on it. And then like, what, like, if it happens exactly like that, that is, it's boring, right? The real growth comes from the things that you don't expect. The challenges that, that come up that you're like, Oh, I did not expect this. That's when you're tested. And when you're tested, you have an opportunity to elevate yourself to a totally new level. And as you go through these um, progressively more difficult challenges and tests, you become a stronger, more capable, more independent individual. And that's the process. That's the real process. Because whatever goal you have, right, I'm sure at some level, a huge part of that is, is a, a certain amount of freedom. It's a certain amount of freedom of of choice, if nothing else. So like, even if, like, if you want a, you know, a career, you don't want to be wealthy just to have money in the bank account. You want what that provides for you, right? Like you want the freedom to live life on your own terms. You want to be able to buy the things that you want. You want to be able to go the places that you want to have the influence that you want to have the security, the safety, the freedom, whatever. Same thing with even a relationship. You may say, well, you know, I do want this particular type of relationship, but to develop yourself into the kind of person that can have it, you have to become, if it's something that's valuable, Right. Like that's you, you have to put yourself in a position where you have the ability to choose, like where you have options, where you have, um, you know, you're, you're, you're not stuck at a low level. You have to elevate yourself to where you're attractive to those people or those types of people. So one of the best ways that I found to, to, to do this, and this is just me and this is, you know, partially from listening to other people and taking in their their advice. Um, a lot of it has just been my own observation, though, for whatever it's worth. I find that the, the best growth comes in those moments of discomfort. It's usually when somebody says something that makes me uncomfortable, that if I can tune into that and figure out why it makes me uncomfortable, that's usually when there's the most opportunity to get better, to improve myself, to grow. Because what happens is the unconscious is taking in a lot of information all at once. And you know, it's, it's really incredible. And, you know, we talk about the unconscious a lot and how powerful it is. And I can't overstate that. And I don't want to do it to death in this episode because it's not really the point of, of uh, the content for today. But just understand that you're, whatever is in that part of your brain, 
you're constantly running certain scenarios. You're constantly evaluating certain things. You're making decisions without even being aware of it. You can't turn it off. You can't stop it. And you don't want to. All right. Like if you've ever had that situation where, you know, you're working on a problem and out of nowhere, the answer just comes to you. Like you don't know what to do. And then one day just boom, it hits you. All of a sudden it's an epiphany. It's like, oh, that's what it is. It's like they didn't come down from the sky. Your unconscious was running programs, was running simulations, was trying to figure out exactly what to do. It, it was it was working on that the whole time. And it finally figured it out. And it said, hey, got it. Let's go. Let's do this. This is what we do. OK, so it's constantly running in the background. And one of the things that it does in the background is it filters out what it wants you to see. Because the brain wants the world to make sense, it wants to fit things into a box. Because if it can fit in a box, then it's predictable. If it can make it make sense, then it can predict the future and it can protect you. And it can get you what you want, okay? And that's basically what the brain wants to do. It doesn't do what is, what, what is good for it. It does what it's done before. It wants to protect you. It wants to help you. Because like, you are it. You know, like you're, you're a team. You're one of the same. And sometimes it feels like the conscious and the unconscious are working in opposition. And part of the process of really learning about psychology, in my opinion, is learning to work with both parts of yourself. Is to integrate that whole, whole aspect of your, of your mind together so that you're bringing a lot more energy to the table. And like, the unconscious is just a force of nature. Like If you can harness that intelligently and point, use it to point yourself in the direction you want to go, you become unstoppable. So <clears throat> one of the negative aspects of this, and it's not necessarily negative, but it can, it can hold you back sometimes, is you'll have an idea, a concept of something. You'll have a belief. Everything that disagrees with that belief, every evidence to the contrary gets either ignored, deleted, distorted, whatever. I think that's the phrase, deleted, distorted, ignored. I feel like there's another D word in there. I don't know. Either way, that's what it does. And it's called the confirmation bias. We've talked about this before. And I'm sure it'll come up again. We talked about this a lot, actually. Um, but it, it filters out everything. So you have all this information come in and the brain says, oh, that is not in agreement with my worldview. We're going to put it to the side and we're just going to ignore it. And you usually get uncomfortable. Like if you ever argue with somebody about politics and they have a good point or religion or money or sex, Usually those are the hot topics because everybody has an opinion on them because you have to have an opinion on them because the brain looks at the world and says, everybody has an opinion on this. I want to fit in with other people. I need to have some sort of opinion. I'm going to pick something. And the, the, the reality is that you can't possibly know all the facts. You can't possibly know enough to make an informed decision when you're young about what political party you want to go with, about what religion you want to stick with, about, um, you know, views on like the opposite sex and how like courtship and everything like that money stuff like that you know it's like if you have really good role models early on you may get lucky with this but most people don't most of us are just kind of screwed over and we have to figure it out as we go because our parents typically don't have what we want right and then i mean maybe by the time we're in our 30s we've given up and we've just decided okay yeah we'll, we'll be the same maybe slightly better but if you really want to get something extraordinary and you don't come from an extraordinary background, you have to figure out a lot of stuff along the way. And part of that is learning to challenge your beliefs. Now, listen, even if you're not trying to be super wealthy and super fit and like just live, at the, like the, live on the edge, even if you just want to improve your life, you just want to live a happy life, you like that, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a great thing, okay? Any, any decision that you make to elevate yourself and your, your situation is a positive thing. And if it's, you know what, I want to make 60000 a year 
instead of 30,000 a year because that's what my parents made. And I just, I want to get better. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. You are, I'm not, I'm not mitigating that. I don't want you to feel like, you know, this doesn't apply to you, even if you don't have like grandiose like dreams. Um, I just do. So I, that's what I tend to talk about. Anyway, you've got to figure out a lot of stuff and you can't possibly have all the information that you need to make those decisions early on. So you pick something, right? And then you just stick with it and you believe it. But people get frustrated when they have these conversations with, you know, family members or whatever. Like, this is why it's like a stereotype. You go home for Christmas and you get in arguments with people because you have different worldviews. And what happens when somebody challenges your worldview? You get emotional. Why do you get emotional? Why do you get defensive? Well, it's because what's happening is you're not having a logical discussion. You're having an emotional discussion about values. And that is held, the values are held on an unconscious level. The unconscious communicates with what? Symbols and emotions. So if you're challenging the unconscious directly, how is it going to defend itself? You're going to get angry. It's going to use emotion, right? And most of the beliefs that we have, we pick them early on, and then we just we use the confirmation bias to reinforce them. So intuitively, on a deep level, we understand that on some deep level, we don't actually have the answer, right? Like there's this infinite regression. It's like if you ask enough questions, eventually you get to the point where you realize that your belief doesn't make any sense. And you might not consciously understand that, but on some level you do. So you may intellectually have a good argument. You may have a good logical argument, but on some, at some point, and when it comes to like religion is a great example for that, um, just because at some point it comes down to faith and I'm not disregarding faith. I'm not saying that it isn't important. I'm not saying that it's not an appropriate response. However, you can't prove anything. And the unconscious knows that, and it does not want its worldview shattered. So what does it do? It gets upset, right? It pushes back, it lashes out, you know? And sometimes people have a different emotional reaction to it, and that's fine too. Same thing with politics. Most of the time, people can't really articulate on a, like on a fundamental level why they believe what they believe, right? So part of the growing process is one, challenging all of your beliefs about everything, about yourself, about how life works, about how money works, about how religion works, about how politics works, about you know how the opposite sex works, about how everything that you want that is important to you, you need to challenge the beliefs that you have. You need to ask yourself honestly, when did, I, when did this belief become instilled in me? Because odds are it happened when you were pretty young. Because that's when we learn the easiest, you know? And then like at, at a certain point, you do start to learn more life lessons, obviously. But a lot of the, like all of the foundation is laid when you're young. So you have to be able to trace things back and figure out, did I pick this up from my parents? Did I pick this up from a certain event when I was younger? Did somebody say something to me? Um, you know, a, a good example that I like to use for this is like, when I was younger, I had a pretty bad relationship experience. And, you know, for the next two or three years, I was pretty bitter towards um, dating in general about that. And at some point I was like, that's really stupid to have one, one experience with one person and to just assume that, like, I'm not going to have a happy relationship ever, you know, and I was carrying the bad habits and like the, the learned lessons from that into other relationships. And like, it was very a self-destructive cycle. And it took a couple of years before I noticed that that's kind of like hard to, to evaluate about yourself, though. Right. It's uncomfortable because you have to question what you believe about relationships or whatever it is. You have to ask yourself an honest question. What, why do I think this? You know, and then the, it, when you start questioning your your worldviews, the brain immediately 
tries to protect you from anything that's going to disagree with your with that view because it wants things to make sense. It doesn't want to be in a state of confusion. So you get uncomfortable and that cognitive dissonance starts to kick in and you start to feel like, eh, no, I don't really want to think about this, right? The same thing happens when, like, I think having people that know you pretty well is is a good that are, and are on a good trajectory in their own life is very important and they're hard to find sometimes but other people will sometimes say things to you that make you uncomfortable about yourself it'll be little comments it'll be you know maybe advice that they give you maybe it'll be the way that they say something where it's like you know they didn't mean anything by it but it reveals that they have some sort of opinion about you that you didn't know and maybe it's not necessarily bad but it's it it goes against what you thought about yourself, right? And those little moments of, of discomfort are super important. They're very valuable. There, there is a wealth of potential in those. Same thing if you listen to like a good podcast like this one, you know, and you share it with your friends and whatever, and you realize, hey, I said something that made you uncomfortable. You don't like to hear that. It doesn't make sense, right? That's actually a really good sign that it's something that you need to think about. And it doesn't have to be me. I'm just using me as an example because, let's face it, um, it's hard not to. But at the end of the day, anytime like you, you hear something new that challenges your beliefs about things, it's important to examine why you have the opinion that you do. Because when you start really evaluating all those little things, what happens is you, you realize that you're wrong about a lot of stuff. And if you don't have everything you want in life, I promise you, you're wrong about a lot of stuff. Everybody has an opinion on everything. We all have an opinion on how to make money, on how to get rich, on how rich people have money. We all have an opinion on why happy people are so happy, on why certain people have good relationships. We all have an opinion on how to, how to court the opposite sex. We all have an opinion on politics, on religion, on whatever it is. We all have an opinion on how to live our lives. But why? Is it based off of success and experience or is it based off of like we just picked something and stuck with it? And that's where most people get in trouble, myself included. It happens to everybody. It's just it's part of how the brain works. There's, there's not a whole lot you can do about it except to make it a point to actually critically evaluate yourself and to actively take steps towards reducing the amount of error that you bring to the table. If you don't have what you want, there's a reason for it. Okay, and it may be something simple like you're not working hard enough, but it's, it's rarely one thing. You may uncover a lot of beliefs that you have, a lot of ideas, a lot of preconceived notions that are just not true. They're, they're not based in reality at all because you haven't gotten far enough along the journey to make an informed opinion. Okay, like if you've dated, like here, here's another, I'm going to go back to this. Um, I realized, I think probably this year, it was this year. It was actually fairly recently. Um, I don't know why it felt like so long ago. So I realized that like I have this bad pattern that I was stuck in for dating. I had this 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 tendency to end up with toxic people, and I was like, "Damn, everybody's toxic." And then it occurred to me at some point, it's like I can't say that because I've I've dated people from very select environments, and realistically, you know, if you if I if I've had serious relationships with like I don't know three or four people and then like just however many like not so serious relationships if i've had all of those that's a handful of people out of the billions on the face of the planet i i, I can't make an accurate assessment of people off of that 
you know, and I don't have to date everyone on the planet to be able to actually have an opinion on it. But if I only date the same type of person over and over again, and like at the beginning of the relationship, all of the, the signs are there, it's, it's all there. And I'm just making the same choice over and over again. I'm selecting the same type of partner. Well, that's, that's not something that I can make an informed decision about, like not, not dating as a whole anyway. If I've done that a few times and I say, you know what, this particular type of, of woman is actually crazy. Um, and I'm crazy for, for, for going back to them over and over again. That's something that I can say something about. Right. But I can't say that I'm going to be alone forever. I can't say that, like, I just can't trust people or that everyone's toxic. That's not that's not realistic at all. I have to get out there and I have to get more experiences. And that was something that honestly, like, was that was super uncomfortable for me to realize because I had some level of comfort in the fact that, like, I I had life figured out. You know, I didn't like the fact that I believed that I was, wasn't going to find what I was looking for, but it was comforting to know that I had the answers to some extent. And so to challenge that, even though it's for a positive reason and the, the, the change of belief is a positive thing in general, it was deeply uncomfortable. And I kind of agonized over this for a while. And I tried, like, as soon as the thought came to me, I tried to ignore it. I tried to, like, get on my phone and look at something else. And I, I stopped myself. I was like, no, they, this is important. This is something that I need to face. I have to confront this fear. I have to confront this discomfort because there's something going on in my head that I am not aware of. And I haven't, I haven't set a solid foundation in logic and rationality. I've obviously made an emotional decision based off of past trauma, you know, and that's not a healthy thing. That's, that's not going to get me what I want. Okay. So, and that applies to everything, right? It applies to, to everything that you want to do in life, everything that you want to be successful at. And so if you can find those, if you can start tuning into the things that make you uncomfortable because they challenge your worldview and you can start to really critically think about yourself and about what you believe, you're going to be very uncomfortable for a while and it's going to be kind of tumultuous because it throws you into a state of chaos and uncertainty the brain doesn't like that people in general don't really like uncertainty that much um some people are, are better at dealing with it than others but people in general really don't like being in a constant state of confusion right like there's certain things um from like a spiritual standpoint that i've been researching for several years now and i i'm very frustrated with that i, I realized recently that i'm actually very stressed about like my beliefs in terms of like you know spirituality and, and all that stuff because i've just i've not every i've not been able to commit to anything because the more i learn about anything the less i believe about everything else and the less i'm sure about anything else so it it's not a comforting thing however you have to choose do i want to take the easy option do i want to be comfortable and hope for the best and delude myself into thinking that well, I actually do have life figured out. Or do I want to get rid of those limiting beliefs and actually work on figuring out what an appropriate belief is, set a solid foundation and start taking real steps towards the vision of the future that I have? And that's, it's, it's, it sounds simple and it doesn't seem, I don't think that it's anything groundbreaking, but it, it's more of terms of that, like, most of what we do is unconscious. So we have to start making those unconscious decisions um, come into the light of awareness. We have to bring those things up to a point where we can look at them and observe them. Because the more we do that, what's going to happen is we're going to make new decisions. We're going to create new beliefs, right? And those are going to get stored again unconsciously. But if they're better and they move us in the right direction, then we don't have to think about them anymore. And the unconscious is still going to move us towards that 
goal. There's, it's still going to act in accordance with those beliefs that we've instilled. And so we get better off, first of all, just by doing that. And two, we learn to evaluate ourselves and we learn that, hey, sometimes it's, it's, it, we're due for a software upgrade. We've got to change the software in our brain because we've got to overhaul everything because the stuff that we learned 10 years ago, stuff that we learned in high school, stuff that we've learned as kids, stuff that we learned in our early 20s, if it didn't get us to where we, we want to be, if we're not in a place where we're genuinely happy, we're, we're happy with our life, we, we like the, the things that we've accomplished, we've done everything that we wanted to do, then we need to upgrade that shit. Like, it doesn't need to be there. If it's a belief that, like, say, you have to do X, Y, Z in order to get to, to, to be wealthy, and you believe that for 20, 30 years, and you're not wealthy, well, then is that a real belief? You know? Like, are, are, you, are you so lazy that you had all the answers? You knew exactly what to do, and you just didn't fucking do it? Or does that maybe not work? Right? Like, does it, is it maybe not true? Is it maybe an excuse? Is it maybe a smokescreen for uncertainty? Because the unconscious doesn't want to face the fact that it doesn't have everything figured out and you don't have all the answers. And that's an answer that you came up with when you don't know, when you didn't know very much about life. You figured this out in high school. You know, you approached somebody in high school and you had this girlfriend, you had this boyfriend, whatever. And then, you know, things went a certain way and you believe for the rest of your life that that's how all relationships are. It's like, does that make any sense? No, you're a fucking high schooler when you came up with that. You need to upgrade your belief system. You need to upgrade your software. And this it, is very uncomfortable. And the, the, but the fastest way to get down into the depths of things and actually start like rebuilding everything about your life is to look for those things that make you uncomfortable about your, about like to think about the things that you don't want to think about. And then by extension, you go do the things that you, you don't really want to do, you know, within, you know, and I'm not saying like, just pick random things that are uncomfortable and go do them. I mean, pick something that you know is going to produce good results and then do it regardless of how uncomfortable it is, you know, because I, I sometimes say that and people come up with stupid stuff like, oh, well, I need to go take cold showers or I won't be rich. And it's like, look, I'm a, I love cold showers. I'm a huge proponent of it, but it has nothing to do with wealth. It really doesn't. There is some health benefits there. It will make you more disciplined. But like realistically, <clears throat> if you're doing it just for the discipline, cold showers, um, there's lots of things that you can put that energy towards that would be infinitely more productive, right? If you're doing it like for a reason, then, then do it by all means. But, you know, people come up with weird stuff like, oh, well, I have to get up at four in the morning. No, you don't. You don't have to get up at four in the morning. Or it's like, I want to be in a good relationship. I need to go talk to 100 women every month. That's stupid. Like, it's, it's not picking random things that are hard. If you decide, hey, look, I don't have the answers. I don't know what to do. The best thing I can do is to pick this crazy shit and go do it. And, I'm, and you apply yourself and you go try new things. That's fine. I got no problem with that. But don't pick things that are hard for the sake of being hard. Pick things that are going to be productive. You know, take that job that you don't think that you're quite ready for. You know, ask for that promotion that you're not sure if you can handle. Go apply for a new job. You know, if you're not, if you're not in the financial position where you want to be and you're not really growing anymore, it's not challenging you that much. You know, it's like you can stay somewhere forever and get better and better and better but the longer you're there. But at the same time, if you've been there for a year or two and you're not really challenged anymore, why would you stay there? You know, you're not making the money you want to make. You're not learning what you want to learn. You're not being pushed. It's not exciting. It's not fun. Like, why would you say, why the fuck would you stay there? Like, go do something else, right? You don't because it's uncomfortable, because it's scary, because you don't know what's out there. And then maybe you send out a few resumes, don't get a response. Say, oh, well, it's not for me. It's whatever. No, like, go push yourself. Go make yourself do those things. And it starts, again, honestly, like, taking time just to sit with yourself and reflect and evaluate your life and your decisions, your beliefs, 
It's something that's very important. Just start asking yourself every time that you say, every time that you realize you think you know something or somebody says something that challenges what you think, ask yourself about it. Um, also, when you interact with other people, I knew somebody that I used to work with and uh, I forget what happened, but somebody came in. He wasn't very rude, but he's a really, he's a really big guy. Um, he was buying a fairly expensive car. And I mean, he wasn't super rude, but he wasn't like terribly polite either. I didn't have a problem with him, but my friend did. My friend's like going off on this rant about how, you know, people like that think they're so much better than me. My, by the way, my friend's very small. Um, we'll, we'll leave it at that. He's very small. And he's like going off about how this guy's such a jerk, or whatever. I'm like, I didn't see it that way. And so I'm wondering, I didn't say this to him, but it kind of clicked for me. It's like, on some level, I kind of feel like you are just intimidated by this person and that you're ascribing your discomfort for him to his actions. You're trying to blame, um, you know, what he has, or you're, you're trying to, you're trying to ignore the fact that he has more than you, right? He ha he's in much better shape than you. Um, he has much more money than you and, and et cetera, et cetera. It's easy to look at those people and say that like they're jerks, they're assholes. They're, you know, they're not good people or whatever. And to, to give these reasons, like these excuses, why they are the way they are, or to be like, I actually don't want to be that way because of, you know, I just value my personality or I value myself, like without having to do all that. It's all excuses. Okay. And if you honestly reflect, don't try to make other people challenge themselves in this way. Again, I didn't say anything to him because there's no way to pose that without pissing him off. And it, he's just going to dig in and get defensive, right? You can subtly like try to influence people that you, that you are around you and you should, but you shouldn't really challenge them like that in general. Um, unless you just have that kind of relationship where you know that they are somebody who's interested in improving themselves. And it's like, yeah, by all means, call them out. They're bullshit. But look at for that more in yourself before you do that. Make yourself into the kind of person that doesn't make excuses, that doesn't try to, to avoid doing the hard work and, and doing the hard reflection, right? And hard work is not the pinnacle of success. Like, it's not the only factor. There's people that work extremely hard that have almost nothing in life, okay? There's people that work very little and have everything in life, okay? And also, what you define as work is different for different people as well. However, if you don't have the capacity to work hard, you're not getting very far, okay? So you should always try to work harder, not smarter. But you shouldn't also, you also should not be trying to work smarter just to, for the simple fact of like avoiding doing things that you don't want to do. Um, and again, that's another, and that's another good point too, is if you are in, involved in something and you've like got, you've got your, you got your nose down and you're just working as hard as you can. It can be hard to pull back and ask yourself, is this the best way of going about things? Like, could I do something a little bit better? Could I get a little bit smarter about this? Could I use different techniques? Could I do something else? Like, and just in general. So asking yourself these questions is going to be very important. Guys, if you know anybody that you think would have something to bring to the table on this show, Anybody that has some kind of uh, expertise in this, this type of stuff, like just psychology in general, practical psychology, something that is actually useful, something that has utility um, that can be, be valuable to the average person, not just other like psychologists. Um, if you know anybody that would be interested in coming on the show, um, put me in touch with them because I would actually like to start doing some, some conversations with other people. Um, I love doing this the way that I 
the way that I do it, which is, you know, by myself, because it gives me a lot of freedom with the type of content that I create. Um, but at the same time, um, I would also like to get some other people on here just from for some other perspectives, um, other expertise. And so if you guys know anybody, by all means, put us in touch. Um, Instagram is probably the easiest way to get in touch with me. Um, you can email me off of my website as well. That's easier for you. Or if you just don't have social media. As far as um, supporting the show goes, if you guys are interested in doing that, you can head over. I think Spotify has a link up in the description uh, that will let you support the show as well. I always appreciate that. Guys, stay safe out there. Um, holidays are coming up. If you're going to be driving around, be careful. But thank you for listening. Good luck. Go kill it.